Whoa. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. This is Connor Hawley of the Golden Hours Podcast. And listen, man, the Zoom podcast is booming. We pulled it off. Two mayors, one podcast. Somerville Mayor Joe Curtitoni and Cambridge Mayor Sumble Siddiqui joined us on a Zoom live. We were live on YouTube, which was pretty cool. And it wasn't all morbid corona news, man. They let us know who would win in a death match, Somerville or Cambridge. We'll put up a clip on Instagram so you guys can weigh in on the debate. Nonetheless, they did talk about some corona stuff like how you can get testing in Cambridge and Somerville, how there still is a lack of testing. They talked about reopening the economy and what they do. And they also talked about how they communicate as mayors on this coalition right now in collaboration with the state government to make decisions. All in all, man, I wouldn't say we broke any major corona news here because that one wasn't the goal. Two, I don't really think there's any new developments. The world is still pretty much shut down, but we had a good time, man. And uh, I'm just very, very grateful to have run the episode and that we're growing, man. Let me know what you think. We're hustling. We're working hard. I'm trying to get you guys quality, quality episodes during this time. And uh, let me know. Hit me in the DM. All right. Enjoy. Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait. Was that not it? Hey, enter. Just, you forgot to enter. Hi. This is Joe Curtitoni, Mayor Assemble, part of the Dynamic Mayor Duo. And this is our Golden Hour. Hi. My name is Sumbul Siddiqui, Mayor of Cambridge, and I am part of the <laughs> Mayor Task Force Dynamic Duo, and this is our golden hour. Hey, Mayor Siddiqui, can you see us? I can. How is everyone doing? Hey, how, how are you? you? How are you? I'm good. Good to see you, Joe. Yeah, you too. I, I threw a mayor party, man. Look at this. I love it. <laughs> this you is were, great. Joe, you were great this morning. Oh, thanks. That was so frustrating. No, yeah, you know, it's we're all like glad you said it. So <laughs> thanks. It needed to be said. So what party did I not get invited to this morning? Uh, we had a it's, regional it's a call. Yeah. <laughs> we could tell you, but then we have to track you down even during this epidemic and kill you. <laughs> hey Mayor Siddiqui, I'm Connor. It's nice to meet you over Zoom. Yeah, nice to meet you. Rebecca was telling me about you, so I know. I was Rebecca was telling me you guys were drinking buddies over at Brown. She told me <laughs> wow. some secrets and some stories. You know, we yeah. should have had some alcohol on this call. I'll be honest with you. We didn't plan ahead of this. We went to high school together as well. Oh, really? So I've known she's. I've known her for a long time. So, so you're. Are you a lot like Mayor Joe, just born and raised in Cambridge? I wasn't born here. Uh, I was born in Pakistan, but I was yeah raised in Cambridge. So we're similar in that respect. And so, we both we both went to law school. We have a lot in common. Absolutely. So. You guys are, are both nice people. It seems like. D depends on the day. <laughs> um. Real quick, before we get into everything, um, Mercedes Keith, when hmm. you were at Brown, what was your favorite, your favorite restaurant? Oh wow. Um, Tell me, it was Eastside Pockets? I mean, it, yeah, it was just. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, or um, Ange um, what was it called? Uh, I'm blanking. Not Angelo's. Angelo's in Cambridge, but 
uh, Antonio's for the pizza. Yes, ma'am. Of course. Absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> I, I like you like 10 points better already. I'm voting for you. <laughs> hey, um, so, so I have my two producers on the phone right now. I have Brendan and Sarah Slugs. You guys say what's up? Hey, how are you? Hey, everybody. Hey, Brendan. Hi, Sarah. And so we just, obviously you guys are totally in the midst of like chaos every day, pandemic, COVID, but we figured we would just start this thing off by letting you guys give a little sales pitch for why Cambridge might be a little bit better than Somerville and vice versa. Because <laughs> I think there's a lot of Corona news out there. Why don't we just start this off light? Joe, I'll let you start. Okay. A lot of ladies first. Madam Mayor, go ahead. <laughs> You know, I, I think I, I have to say, I want to just thank Joe for um, his leadership in a lot of this. Uh, and Joe, you could feel free to add a lot about the Metro Mayor's Coalition. But day one, it's been many conversations that cities and towns have been having collectively. Uh, and we're all working hard um, and learning from each other, I have to say. Uh, and, and for Cambridge in particular, you know, right off the bat, we are a much more privileged city, city, and I recognize that. And you know, when we talk to the Lawrences, these these cities that I, these are some of my favorite cities, and I have to say we are so fortunate here. And so, I I think there's there's a lot that um, we've been able to do as a result. Uh, you know, we've with our with our children and families and keeping our most vulnerable in mind and i think that's important to all the mayors all the city managers how do we keep the most vulnerable in mind so right off the bat we've we set up our food programs our our schools uh set up um emergency meals that have continued uh throughout we've been able to do thousands and thousands of meals weekly for families we have a cambridge food line if you are feeling food insecure that you can call and we'll have food delivered. Uh, we've set up the mayor's uh, disaster relief fund that's um, up to 3.6 million um, saw that. as of now. And we are paying for people's rent. We are paying for household expenses. And, you know, this is not just a month thing. So these, these expenses will grow as the pandemic impacts more and more. Um, you know, our, my goal as a, the chair of the school committee too is focused on this immense loss our students are, are facing and uh, there's so many issues that were impacting our vulnerable students beforehand and now they're being further exacerbated so just like Somerville we've pushed out uh, Chromebooks um, and hotspots to the students who need them but there are gaps and those gaps are going to be further um, exacerbated as the months go on so how do we really prepare for that um, you know, we, we knew that our small business community is really hurting. So how do we help our small businesses? And that's a, that's, it, it's a struggle because we know some aren't coming back. Uh, and so right off the bat, we said, you know, we have homeless shelters, let's contract uh, our small businesses who are uh, um, still operating and make sure we, uh, the city um, contracts with them to deliver uh, uh, food to all our homeless shelters and uh, and so forth. So these are the types of things we're doing. I think we, you know it's it's an ongoing um, it's a it's an ongoing challenge. There's so many ways all of us have had to pivot, uh, and there's just there's always more work to be done. You know, I didn't even talk about our uh, 
elderly community and what we 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 do there. But um, you know, we've been really fortunate to have the Broad Institute to be able to test. Um, uh, so I think I start with that. Uh, you know, it's a very we're very fortunate here, uh, and uh, I wish you know. Do, I wish do you mind if I have... pivot real quick? Yeah. Um, we'll get to the sales the sales pitch later. We'll we'll do that at the end. We'll do the. I'm not good at sales. <laughs> I don't. I'm not like Mark. I'm you know I'm more of a touchy feely throwing this together. I love Somerville. I know Mark was, yeah, Mark was a major Cambridge mascot. I thought you were going to be like, let's go Cambridge, F Somerville. Yeah, well, we have a lot of that going on still. I thought, you know, we can get into that. (laughs) So, um, real, and we'll get into all the specifics of what you guys have been doing specifically the last five, six weeks, but how do you guys communicate now as mayors? How does, I think one thing I personally don't know is the role local government plays in terms in relation to state government. Are you guys constantly collaborating between cities, helping each other's out? Like how does it work right now? So uh, let me um, say, uh, we say it's all hands on deck literally as we uh, take on COVID-19. And that means every individual, every person, uh, the private sector, the public sector, your local government more than anything, because we are in a unique position to feel and see what's on the ground and what conduits of that information and you know the mayor was on a call with me regional call of our communities around the metro boston region with lieutenant the lieutenant governor today and one of the points we were making was as we think about how we when the time is right to uh, lift restrictions that you need local government to be the surrogates and, 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 the fa- and, and we have to be the ones that operationalize whatever plan. So having our input is critical. So we, we're in a, and every state is different and we're in a home rule state here. I mean, there's a slogan in some of those logo, unlike Cambridge, by the way, which says municipal freedom gives national strength. Um, but really, What's unique in Massachusetts is we don't have strong regional governments. So the work the mayor and I do together in Cambridge and Somerville and other communities in the Metro Boston region and coalitions across the state is critical. Uh, we're, we're a collection of small communities. We have a history of being provincial and parochial. So now more than ever, working together, communicating with, the, with one another. We have, we're on constant calls, Zoom calls, and we're engaging about what we're seeing on the ground, how we can collaborate and we're trying to get that information to state government. So, so what does that look like, though, between you two? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, physically, I mean, it's on calls like this. Um, but, like, what have you collaborated on recently between cities? Sure. Well, I would say when you saw at the beginning, and I'll be very candid about this, and I expressed it this morning, what we don't want to happen, have happen going forward is what happened at the beginning when the state finally came around to closing schools when cities like Cambridge and some of them on the region took the initiative based on the science and the data we're saying, the state finally came around to issue at least a stay-at-home advisory because cities and towns uh, were taking it, the initiative on their own because we knew we had to do things. And it's important that we're, we're aligned lockstep and heel. So that's the challenge moving forward, that if we're going to think about lifting restrictions that it's based on science and data on health experts, uh, that we're thinking about saving lives and that we operationalize and put anything into action in a coordinated fashion so in terms of what it looks like, I think there's a little disconnect there still, and that's where we're trying to work hard to bridge. 
between the municipalities, our regions, uh, and the Commonwealth. What about you, Mayor Siddiqui? No, I think Joe said it best. I think early on, there's been a lot of collaboration at the local level, uh, and you know we've we haven't had much guidance from the federal level, and we had slow guidance from the state level, and so uh, that's it's still um, that's still in flux. I think it's very important that uh, what's happening regionally, uh, what each city is doing um, as we move forward, we work and collaborate and talk to one another as much as possible. So let's say Governor Baker says, all right, listen, we're shutting down schools. That's what's happening. Are you guys like, okay, we're following your orders or could you guys make that call previously? Who has the leverage to make that decision? So in general, um, we we made those calls even before the state. That's what happened. And that's finally, the governor was reticent. About I know, that. Joe, you've been aggressive, man. He uh, was reticent. So in general, if the governor issues an order, we're allowed to, and I'll say this in a very general way, add more stringent or stricter orders to it. We're not allowed to loosen it. So if the governor says we're closing our schools, we're not allowed to open. If the governor doesn't move the closed schools, we are allowed to close. We can close based on our, on our own promulgated uh, health policies and mandates now. Um, but the problem was at the beginning, uh, we had this sort of whack-a-mole approach. One community was closing, the other wasn't, or we all issued certain stay-at-home guidelines. One community closed health clubs, the other didn't, or different entertainment venues. And that can't work. It was dangerous at the beginning. And luckily, we're in a position to absorb the surge right now. As we think about lifting restrictions, we can't have a varying set of rules. We have to be really connected, lockstep, and heel. And I think you'll find in Massachusetts that if the governor tries to push things open too soon, many communities will not allow those things to be open. Yeah. And I want to get to reopening a little bit later in the episode. But when you guys had initially gotten the COVID news, Joe, you're obviously a, a veteran mayor now and Mayor Siddiqui, you're in your first term. Had you ever had any experience in dealing something to this magnitude, Joe? And like, could anyone really be prepared in this situation? I, I have to admit, and uh, none of us had a, uh, that I know of had a pandemic response plan in our top draw, but I- Locally. Yeah, uh, anyway, no one, uh, when we get to a Monday morning quarterbacking thing, which we should do to hope we learn some lessons about mm -hmm. what we need to think about the future. Yeah, um, we, we all want to, we always want to be prepared for the unexpected. This is unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, and because there's so, so much uncertainty, there's so much unclarity, uh, uh, there is, uh, and there's so much fear. Um, and the stakes are even higher, I'd submit, than the things we've had to deal with. I mean, the most recent crisis, you know, other than any type of weather event was the Great Recession. Um, and there, it's, it's much different than that when there was a slowing and a sloping down of economic activity. Here you had serious, you had a health emergency. Okay. So at stake and every day matters based on the decisions you make. In addition, there's incredible economic harm being done as a consequence of it. And not to mention the sort of a mental and uh, emotional duress, you know, every, all our constituents are undergoing right now because of the isolation and the stress.
Now, Mayor Siddiqui, when you had first gotten the news, like, okay, COVID's getting bad, what, what were some of the first actions you took and how did you assess the situation initially? I, I know it seems like it was like years ago that this started, but. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, for me, I, I have a friend that she's a Cambridge resident and she was in China um, in January visiting her mom. And then she was sending up updates that we're going into quarantine and that was evolving there. And I was to my mind, I was like, oh my God, that just, that sounds awful. I hope that never happens here. And then honestly, what, two months later, I think March 11th or March 10th it was, um, and Joe and uh, you convened a group together, a big group together um, at Partners Healthcare facility where we were hearing from ex experts on what's to come. And I think that's when um, most of the cities we we mobilized and said, okay, we need a plan of action. So I, we worked, you know, I worked very closely with the city manager, uh, Louis um, and his team um, to, to figure out collective de decisions. And the first one uh, really were the schools uh, and then moving forward where uh, the, the essential, the, the you know, the city halls, the the, um, the, play, the playgrounds, the tennis courts, and so it was a series of decisions, um, you know, that that were coming up as we were getting more data. So a lot of this has been data driven, um, and has been looking at what is happening. Now, where you know, do you get your where do you get mm -hmm. your data? So a lot of the data has been coming from um, you know key epidemiologists. Uh, in, in the field, uh, it's coming from Partners Healthcare, it's coming from uh, MGH, uh, and that's coming from, you know, it's really being informed by the key experts um, in the region, in the country, looking at COVID-19. Same thing with you, Joe. Yeah, we've been working, um, you know, we've been all, you know, Cambridge, some of so we've all been guided by science, and what we do is, within our communities, uh, as the mayor mentioned, we're being guided by experts, but when we hold, we convene these major coalition calls, cities and towns, we have a cohort of epidemiologists, experts who have been advising us, and they're the same ones advising, participating in the advising of the CDC, the WHO, and even the Commonwealth from, again, Northeastern Harvard and partners. Yeah, from our area. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and it's important. It's really been guiding all our policy decisions because this is new to us. And we need to be guided by the science. We needed to, that has to be the, the foundation of all our policy decisions at this point. Hey, I'm grateful for local government. Thank you. Thank you guys. Too. <laughs> um, so additionally, we're now in what, week five or six of the old quarantine? I think so, yeah. Seems, yeah. seems like year 10. Yeah, so long ago you hit it. So, so obviously people are antsy, and Massachusetts is notably the most progressive state. Do you guys think long term that it's going to be a situation where once every other state opens up, Massachusetts will open up? I mean, you guys are progressive. You guys, you guys know what I'm saying. I'd be very careful. Um, we've been cautioned by experts. Uh, one of the experts we spoke to last week in, uh, in a major coalition call said, you know, couldn't, couldn't really foresee any sectors of the economy. Now, when we say opening up, we're thinking about this in broad scale, the private sector, the public sector, all the sectors that 
have certain levels of activity. There was some cautionary notes here. Um, one, we don't want to be copycatting just because some other state did it. Although we should be collaborating, we should praise the governor and the administration for entering the Northeast Compact. That's important. Much like we need cities and towns to work together, we need states and national regions. To Who's work. in the Northeast Compact? That would be um, the New England states and, uh, and, and including also New York um, and New Jersey as well. Okay. Um, but the point I want to make and what was stated to us is envisioning anything opening up in any major scale before June 1 is really, it was a cautionary note against doing that. And when we open up, we want to, again, be guided by science. And we need testing to get up to a certain acceptable baseline. Um, and in addition, we were cautioned about when we think about, let's just use the economy and certain business sectors, or whatever activity, even public events, when we start to think about evaluating whether to have events again or open up sectors, we want to be we're cautioned against opening up anything where people come in that are part of a broad network because they will act as vectors out for the virus. So we're seeing cautionary tales of this play out. Even Northern Japan, I think there was an article today. What does that mean, Joe, broad They open up, well, when you bring in people who have connected to many other people in different, um, in different networks, uh, again, we know the virus transmits, uh, it doubles every three to five days. We're, we're gonna get a resurgence uh, of, the, uh, of, the, uh, uh, of this epidemic. We're going through a surge now. The virus, we're gonna be living for a couple of years, so we need to be smart. You're smart with data, with testing. And now I'm not even gonna sit here and say we're gonna have acceptable amount of testing by June 1. I'd venture to say we are not. So we can't rush to open up in like a spigot every activity that we it was part of our normal day of life. We need to act succinctly, deliberately, but slowly and measure. And if you open up, you know, restaurant industry across the board, well, you're gonna bring people in the restaurants, they're gonna come from different communities, they're gonna act as vectors in transmitting the virus, and we need to continue to interrupt transmission of the virus from person to person because the resurgence will hit us and we can't have a surge that's as big or bigger than the one we have now heading into the fall when you have the regular flu season because one will be shutting down again, more people get sick and die and our economy will go into, into even greater depths than it is now. That is what's at stake here. Mayor Siddiqui, what are you guys doing for testing right now? So testing has, it's been a big issue, right? Um, and there's, as we've seen on the federal level, there's a huge shortage. And then on the state level, um, we've been able to expand capacity, uh, but it has been, this has been one of the most challenging things for municipalities. Uh, I think testing has been very important for our most vulnerable. And so we were able to partner with the Broad Institute through Harvard and MIT and we're able to test uh, many of our nursing home uh, facilities and have started, uh, we've started testing our homeless uh, populations and we've been able to do some testing for our frontline um, workers or, or fire or um, police. But, you know, universal testing is not available right now uh, and the city is not running any, um, you know, testing sites either. If you're a Cambridge Health Alliance uh, patient, um, you there has been as Jonah's um, drive-by testing available um, at the site in Somerville, uh, and so it, it's it's been it's been a challenge that this it's been very very challenging. So there's uh, no there's no public testing in Cambridge yet, right? No, if you need a test, if you're having symptoms, you'd call your healthcare provider. If your healthcare provider's facility, uh, the hospital has a test, you can come in. 
and take the test. But right now, if you're walking into a Mod Hop Auburn or a uh, Cambridge hospital and you say, you know, I want a test, you can't, you will not be able to get tested. You need a referral to get tested. It's just shocking. And it's, I mean, it's obviously no one's fault, but it's just like we live in one of the best medical centers of the world. And if we can't have it, I like wonder what the rest of the country is looking like, you know? Yeah. Joe, but you guys have a drive through testing something going on, right? Drive through yeah. testing. Yeah, Mayor Siddiqui just mentioned. So the Cambridge Health Alliance involves the Cambridge Hospital, the Somerville Hospital, the Whitten Hospital in Everett, and a litany of sort of health community health centers. Cambridge Health Alliance and Mayor Siddiqui was with me when we opened up the mobile site in Somerville was one, there were two steps to this. One with the goal of starting to test Cambridge Health Alliance patients first in their, in their healthcare network. And with the goal to open that up, then expand it to community-wide testing. Well, we've been hampered. Now the community-wide testing is about to happen for anybody. You don't have to be a CHA patient. What's been slowing down testing, not just for us, but for everyone in the country, is supply, the lack of swabs or reagents for the testing. Uh, this has been very frustrating. As you just mentioned, we are the richest country in the world. We're in Massachusetts, and they, you know, so the research in healthcare, uh, you know, health, you know, one of the best healthcare uh, centers in, in, in the world. Uh, so that's finally going to tick up a little bit, and we have a focus with the testing on the most vulnerable populations where we see transmission rates higher. But the mayor is right that you still, uh, most people, uh, if you're sick and you're having symptoms, you need to call your primary care physician in your health network and go get tested. But we need testing to be spread across everyone, even those who are asymptomatic. Uh, and we need to be able to trace cases moving forward if we're going to really effectively think about lifting and on any broad scale restrictions and again not having a resurgence that overwhelms us have you guys gotten a test yet no i yeah. symptoms knock on wood knocking on wood yeah me neither how does it work i mean i've obviously seen a couple of the trump press conferences where they're like you shove like a swab all the way up your nose but i know there's there's a litany of tests now right there's a couple different types yeah, your, your viral test, your ones where you're using the swabbing technique, and if they're looking at other forms of testing, I think the FDA is approving fast track saliva or whatever, but when you go to the mobile site, is the swab. Um, and people say, well, can't you use Q-tips if you can't get swabs? No, the swab is a particular swab that must maintain the integrity of the virus when you put the reagent in and transfer it to the testing site. Oh, there's a difference between a Q-tip and a swab? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It has to maintain the integrity uh, the you know the compound um, makeup of the virus. Um, oh, you're like the only guy I know that'd be excited about the difference between. Yeah, the, uh, I just I, I, I said the same. No, my reaction was yours. What the hell? Can we just use a tip? <laughs> so, uh, uh, so you know, uh, but you know, and then there's then there are antibody tests, the sort of serology, and uh, you know, Amir Siddiqui, and we doing a lot with this. We're working and and some of us well uh, in the communities. We have to trace the antibodies. It would be part of our case tracking. We'll know if someone's had the virus or has developed antibodies to it, and it's gonna inform us a lot as we think of tracking. Now, if I'm putting my Anderson Cooper hat on right now, um, both Somerville and Cambridge have homeless populations. And so, Mayor Siddiqui, I wanna start with you. Like, how are you dissuading homeless people to not congregate and to get testing if they need it? Because it's just, I mean, ale, like I, there are homeless people at Alewife sometimes, you know? 
Yeah, no, I think that's a, it's a good question. I think it's been a challenge in that, you know, we can't force um, homeless individuals to do the tests. Um, we can say and explain it, but we mostly have had uh, folks in at our shelters not refuse testing, and so that has been um, that's been that has been great. And most people have has taken the tests, and um, we've been able to figure out plans for them if they are uh, testing positive uh, for COVID-19. I think in general, um, you know, it, it all goes back. It, it, there's these, you know, we had this whole stay at home, stay at home orders and advisories. And, you know, if you don't have a home, it is a huge challenge. And so we have seen, you know, we've been trying to help as many people as possible. We've set up um, a homeless, uh, you know, shelter at the War Memorial I don't know if you went to Cambridge in July, Connor. Did you? I did, I did not. My father did. He, no, okay. he, my father went when it was just, it was Ringe Tech. Okay. He's an old yeah. geezer. <laughs> so, you know, the War Memorial is a designated emergency site that we have. And, uh, you know, we were able to, you know, set up an isolation quarantine uh, site there and then also have a day shelter for folks um, who don't have anywhere to go. We have some shelters that are still operating and so we've been able to extend further funding to those shelters to keep them open during this time but you know it hasn't been a it has been a challenge and i think our message has been through our services through our um, bay cove casper our you know amazing organizations who are working with uh, this population uh, to to make sure that they have the resources to uh, so that they're successful so can I just give a bigger shout out to Cambridge because they've been working with some of the law also help. I mean, not homeless populations. Uh, they don't know geographic boundaries. They're the same right. they living in the town and we need to have, we need to have empathy and compassion for these folks. Um, that's their home, wherever they find themselves. So we, you know, we probably have, I know, you know, our studios in union square, they're like, they're the same regulars usually there in yeah. union square. And we're, and, and, you know, and we need to make sure they're protected. They're safe. Right. And get and if they're and then we want to prevent them back then as vectors in the community as well so you know Cambridge is uh, set up there at the war memorial is helping those who uh, are part of our homeless count and population some of them uh, and we've been working there's also regional facilities being set up there's a hotel in our uh, Riviera as a regional facility where we can house folks depending on where they are you know are they uh, positive uh, they presumptive positive where they are do they need post-acute care so forth so we're working collectively and collaboratively on that as well. Similarly, and I'm not totally fluent on both the term and what it means, but I know both Cambridge and Somerville are sanctuary cities, which means like, I don't even want to try to define it because I confuse me every time I bring it up. But if someone's an illegal immigrant and they, they feel like they might have some sort of symptom, what would you guys recommend they do? Is testing available for them? Yeah, we, we advise people, uh, yeah, some of them might see a healthcare provider they can, but they should, in the city of Somerville, you know, we're doing, and I know Cambridge is doing something similar, Madam, I'll leave that to you. We are out there engaging everyone in our population. We use our Summer Viva Office of Immigrant Outreach and Affairs to engage our immigrant population. We have certainly a high level of undocumented immigrants. We want to make sure they get the services, the resources, the essentials, and if they're having symptoms, we're giving them guidance on how to contact us and how we can get them tested. Have they been showing up though? Like, are they nervous? Yeah, yeah. We're, so far that's the indications are yes, but now, as we just talked about, 
the Cambridge Health Alliance mobile testing site is beginning today, starting to be expanded to the general population, but we're gonna focus that on areas where our most vulnerable populations live, such as the immigrant and undocumented immigrant population. Yeah, no, I think it's very important to let our undocumented um, immigrant population know that you know all the city's resources, uh, the Mayor's Disaster Relief Fund, for example, is open um, to to residents. Um, and so, you know, I think this is a really challenging time, and we are, you know, we're really figuring out ways that, to reach out um, to those who um, may be afraid during this time. Okay, just a quick pause on all the COVID news. Like, what what are you guys doing right now on the on a day to day basis to pass the time when you're not on mayor duty? I feel I feel we're like on mayor duty all the time, but okay, Joe. But no, but I, you know, personally, I, like last night, my son, my oldest son, set up a draft board, and we you know, watched the NFL draft, and um, you know, I probably got to have more family meals in the last month than I've had in the last ten years, and I'm just trying to get out like everybody else. Maybe it's a walk, maybe it's going to an isolated area, doing a little workout. I have four boys, so we do a little workout, and we'll do some stuff in the backyard. You Any- start a fight club. Buying, yeah, hey, buying a lot of wine, I'll tell you that. The wine, <laughs> we're consuming a lot of my house. Mayor Siddiqui, shouts out to Cambridge. Cambridge has fresh pond. That is a huge asset right now. Yeah, I have not been there yet. But, uh, no, I, it, there are, you know, people need to get out and, um, and be safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, people are, I've been trying to do that. But on the weekends, I'm mostly driving around and seeing, you know, it's making sure our parks aren't too crowded and making sure. Oh, uh, I know. <laughs> That's surveillance duty. The, you know, just, just curious. Uh, and, uh, but I've been, you know, really, I have a good support system. So spending some time at night, uh, talking to people, talking to friends, catching up with a lot of folks. It has been good for that. Um, but again, you feel like you're, in City Hall, um, at least. City Hall is close to the public. It's about four or five of us who are here every day. Uh, uh, and, you know, there's some long nights, but generally we have to take care of ourselves so that we can feel like we can take care of others too. Well, Mayor Siddiqui, what have you done for fun in the past five weeks? Like, what's made you laugh a little bit? What's <laughs> made you smile, man? Uh, gosh, I, I did watch some Netflix. Okay. Uh, and some new shows that, that have come up and some new documentaries. Uh, what did I just start? Um, did you see Tiger started, King? I, I did. I, I watched all of Tiger King. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> so the public, you know, I did watch Ti- Tiger King. And so that's something that I did for fun. I guess it was fun, but also very <laughs> bizarre. What a story. So bizarre. Oh my. I had to, I had to watch because everyone was talking about it, you know? Your little pop culture, a little socialite. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, have you been bumping anything on Netflix? Yeah, I, I let my kids pick, so I uh, I can't say they're all great movies. Uh, watching, <laughs> watching a lot of old, watching a lot of Family Guy episodes. I'll tell you that right now. No way. Yeah. What do you think of Mayor Adam West and Family Guy? You think it's an oh, accurate depiction of a classic. new mayor? I love him. I love him. Great. <laughs> it's a ridiculous character. <laughs> um, okay, so. Let's say I'm going to I'm going to make a prediction that things probably will be fully reopened or like more reopened by midsummer like July is kind of what I think. 
and I'm not going to make you guys make any sort of statement, but if you were to reopen right now, you guys collectively as a mayor task force duo, what steps would you take to do it effectively? I think it's hard to say, to be honest with Connor, and, I, and to your other question, your other point, I can't, I wouldn't count on that <laughs> being fully reopened. Let's be a little positive, Joe. Come on. No, I want to be positive, but I think we got to be right, you know, and I think people are really, hey, we're going through a lot of stuff right now. You know, everyone's home, locked in. Uh, I think we have to, we have to be smart. If we think about reopening, the testing has to be up much better than it is now. We need to have a way of measuring what the impacts of lifting any restrictions are. If it's one sector of the economy, okay, what occurs of that? You know, do we have a greater transmission as a result of that? Uh, I don't think we don't really know right now, but we know we need to, one, it has to be based on science. Two, we have to elevate the testing. Three, we have to be able to measure, uh, and not just the testing, but the case tracking, and, and look at digital tracing and other forms of innovation. But we need to be able to measure the impacts of those new policies. And we can't just turn it back on again. And people got to realize the, the new normal, we can't even imagine. Things are going to change how we act in our daily lives, what our school operations look like. I, I can't speak for the mayor, but I'm, I'm sure, Madam Mayor, like, what will City Hall look like when I open up operations at City Hall? Will all my staff be here ever again at once in the near future? Uh, will the services all be uh, you know, a lot, uh, accessible at the same time? And no, Connor, these are questions, answers to questions, we, questions we have and answers we don't have. Yeah, I think, you know, you've said it, you've laid it out really well. There, it's too speculative at this point. And I think around this thinking, it's going to be a phased uh, approach, right? If we are reopening, City Hall needs to reopen, as you've said, then who's essential? Um, you know, who's more, more vulnerable? Uh, there's all these indicators. I think even as we reopen, the risk of the virus um, to our elderly, to our, um, to our most vulnerable, it's going to look different for each population. So we have to keep that in mind as well. So I think uh, this is going to require a lot of thoughtful planning, a lot of, um, as Joe said, what's our data telling us? I think right now we're, some countries are thinking around, um, you know, how many, you know, consecutive, um, no new cases, uh, you know, I think you have to have at least two weeks, 14 days of no new cases uh, to, to look at and then, point to and then think about other steps even before you question think about reopening so it's it, we're really far from that and so uh, i think it's a, it is we have to be very cautious in how we do it we don't want a situation as we've talked about look at what's happening in singapore um one I'm of actually my unfamiliar with what's happening in singapore so i will let you know so in singapore they they did a short-term quarantine and then they just had a resurgence because there was a huge outbreak um, in these dormitories. And these dormitories were uh, dormitories for many low-wage um, workers. And now they've had to do another lockdown and it's been more, it's been more strict than the first one. Uh, but to Joe's points earlier, you know, if we reopen and then we haven't thought through um, this uh, a potential outbreak in, in a certain area, then we're going back to square one. And so we don't, none of, no city wants to be um, in that situation. And it would be really, you know, bad for the public health, bad for our uh, most vulnerable communities if we went that route. And uh, so we have some lessons to look at 
to say, look, we got to slow down. We have to look at actually the, the data and the, and the facts. Yeah. So what I'm gathering from you too is that although people are antsy to get back, obviously because it's in the media right now, like things are going to be reopened soon. Things will probably not be reopened anytime soon. Yeah. Not, not to the extent that we hope right. that we think it's not going to be, and we don't know what the new normal is. I have no idea what normal is anymore. Yeah. What day is You never that? did <laughs> Joe. Yeah. It's okay. But you know what? Hey, listen, everyone, you know, I will say, and I've seen it, in, I, I drive around even parts of Cambridge you know, as long as I can tolerate it. And then I see people, we have great compliance. <laughs> you know, really people deserve a lot of credit. We have to have empathy for folks and say, thank you for what you're doing to help us all take on COVID-19. And if we continue to work together, we stick together, embrace one another, look out for our neighbors, we'll get through this. And look, we'll, we'll, we'll keep people safe, we'll save lives, and we'll work on building our economy. But we have to do it the right way. Hey, Brennan and Slugs, do you guys want to swing a question for the mayors? Yeah, I have one. Um, so what type of relief do your cities have for small businesses? And how do you decide who gets grants and funds? Yeah, like what type of money can you guys tap into? So we're, um, you know, there's a few things going on. We've set up a Summable Cares Fund, much like what Cambridge done, but on small businesses in particular, we're in daily conversations with them in different sectors of our economy. We want to understand what they're going through. And this is a, another pain point for us. It really saddens me to think that, for example, many of those restaurants we love about our communities that are so, so many of them locally owned and operated may not open again. And we know a lot of the federal efforts, the PPP program hasn't helped really, not just the people, but the businesses that need it most. Well, we announced the other day in some of those, we're taking, uh, we, we announced a million dollar um, uh, fund, small business uh, COVID-19 relief fund. So people can apply for businesses uh, with a particular focus on locally owned, operated or local franchise owners. How do they do that online? Uh, yep, right online. You can go to www.sumablema.gov slash coronavirus and you can see all the programs there. How uh, much can you get? Up to $10,000. And these are forgivable loans, in essence, grants. Uh, one, two, we- How does that work, Joe? So like, let's say I was a Somerville resident and yep. so I have my LLC and I'm like, okay, I'm totally getting busted on business. For instance, yep. like, you know where our studio is, the Warehouse yep. 11? Like there's, it's a, that's an event space, you yep. know? If, yeah, but if she's like, hey- I want some money. How, who decides, okay, you get 10K and how do you decide if the loan's forgivable or not? No, they are going to be, they are forgivable. One, two. So she gets 10K, no problem. Yeah, right. Two, we're not going to be what you saw in the federal program. It's not first come, first serve. So we're going to evaluate the totality of the application and we're going to pay particular attention to, you know, our uh, sort of freelance workers here and independence, not just restaurants. It's not just certain retail shops so it's going to be more dynamic than that in an effort to really address the people needed but i'll let the mayor talk about a couple of things is like cambridge we've all fought for we've instituted restrictions on evicting people physically from their homes and their small businesses but we know that in and in, in we, we advocated and fought for the moratorium on the statewide level which was passed and sort of the forbearance uh, on mortgages but we have to understand that at some point when the bills are due people need to have resources so getting Small businesses, funds like this in their hands is important. Uh, secondly, we've done things more strategically like around restaurants, allowing them to sell groceries, which helps them, one, pay some bills, bring back some staff, help our food supply and distribution chains and provide another important point of food access for folks. 
But that daily conversation with our small business and that community is advising us and giving us a lot of input. We wanna, look, we wanna make sure small businesses are ready to be up and running when we get to the other side of this thing. We just don't know when that's gonna be. How soon can get, they get their money? What's that? How soon can they get money? Uh, pretty soon from the city. Um, you know, uh, well, the application just, I think, went out uh, maybe yesterday. I'll check. Uh, it should be online. Um, and we are going to be reviewing them. Uh, we won't be the first come, first serve, but we're not going to wait, wait weeks to uh, start reviewing them. Mayor Siddiqui, PETA, okay, so is my, PETA is my favorite restaurant in Cambridge. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. In Inman Square. It's actually right on the Somerville line. Yeah, they're and doing that. And I also love if I'm like feeling like, all right, we'll just let the six pack take a break today. <laughs> I love Mama Goose. Oh yeah, the chicken fingers, right? Oh, yeah. the honey uh, mustard. Oh, so that's they're good. So if, we're if doing. They, similar if they say, things. "Hey, I want some money," the owners of those two establishments, what can you <laughs> do? So we have a small business COVID nineteen uh, relief grant program going on right now. Uh, that's using uh, our community, our CDGB money uh, through HUD uh, for eligible retail uh, food services, personal services, and uh, some other for-profit, creative for-profit businesses. So there's a whole range. But, you know, those grants are $6,000, right? That's, that's still, um, that's some money, but, uh, you know, we, we know that we recognize that more needs to be done. So, you know, this, while this grant program is, uh, through May 1st, we are coming up with a different uh, program similar to, to Somerville's that will be some larger grants um, in conjunction with um, a few other parties. I can't say much about it right now because it's still in the works, but we're in constant communication with our small business associations and figuring out what their needs are, not just for the next few months, but ongoing. Um, you know, it, it'll be a very different uh, landscape, as, as Joe mentioned. So what are the things that the city can do um, for for um, these businesses to so that they feel supported? It, it, it is, it, it's something that we are really, really taking seriously. And we've set up a, uh, we're setting up an ad advisory committee uh, to make sure that um, all these associations are at the table with our staff as we, we navigate. Hey, Brendan, you want, you want to throw a haymaker in there? Yeah, I got one. Uh, so there's, there's a lot of data coming in about the importance of masks and a lot of these countries that adopted masks early and it's more, you know, culturally, culturally accepted. Um, they're doing a lot better with transmission rates. I'm just wondering, like, do you have a hand in distributing masks to your population and how can you encourage the use of masks? So, um, thanks for the question. Um, Yes, uh, one, you know, I know Cambridge has done also, we have been out there and our advisory strongly encouraging facial coverings or masks. Uh, one, again, to interrupt the transmission between person to person, from person to person. Some of all, um, a couple of days ago, we distributed more than uh, almost 4,000 masks to our senior buildings or assisted living facilities, veterans homes and public housing where we have really vulnerable, I mean, People, our elderly population or disabled population. Uh, we're awaiting another major allotment uh, because we want to do a massive distribution across the city. And then we are considering a mandatory order, um, but we have to understand that not, not everyone has a mask and not, not everyone has the means and materials to 
It's e- no, it's easy to cover your face. You can get well, something to cover your face. I get it. I understand, but a lot of the data shows that's that always, not always the case. However, people should be wearing facial coverings. It's just a cloth material of some sort. Uh, that's important. So I agree with this. So, uh, but you know, it's not easy to get masks, even for a municipality. I mean, it's yeah, those 4,000 we got, it took us a few weeks. Um, well, I'm going to start making GDP masks and I'll start selling them. How you about should, that? You know, put the picture of your pet in the background on it. I'd <laughs> yeah, we've, we've uh, done the same. I think it's, in the acquiring these masks have been difficult. Uh, we've received many donations from um, individuals who are, uh, you know, either they're making masks, them, face coverings themselves to be delivered to residents or through other, um, you know, third parties. And the city, our inspectional service has, get, has gone out uh, to make sure restaurants uh, and their employees have masks. Uh, you know, we've, we want to make sure that, um, you know, I think, that people are following this, following this guidance, and it makes it easier if they have the, these supplies. And you know, our big multifamily buildings have been a huge concern. I grew up near Elwife. Um, you know the towers, Connor. Uh, Which tower were you in? I, I grew up in the middle tower, okay. so uh, 364. Word. And so, you know, who for I'm me, thinking about a lot is Apple Cinemas right now. The owner. Of oh Apple Cinemas. yeah. Oh yeah. I miss miss the movies, but uh, yeah, you know that. We'd, I would deliver them about 2,000 masks uh, over to them, you know, last last week that came from a donation from a Buddhist temple that's in Cambridge, right? There's people who are, I gotta say, the, the tremendous amount of folks who have been um, been willing to, to help and donate has been incredible. Uh, and our Cambridge police right now, literally in an email, um, I was coordinating with them. They had a shipment come in they're getting masks to um, the 402 building um, that's owned by a different, um, uh, it's owned by one of our nonprofit affordable housing providers. They're literally doing that right now. So it's all hands on deck. Our, our, um, our, our you know, great police department, our fire department have been uh, active in delivering throughout the city. Okay. Well, I have like one or two more questions. My first question is, hey, you guys having fun? <laughs> yes. I just, I would love to keep doing these with you guys. Honestly, I think it's great to get good information out to people. But it's just like, let's take a break from all the morbid news for a sec. You know what I'm saying? I know there's a lot of bad stuff going on, but people can smile just a little bit. Do we concur? I know you guys are going through crazy stress, but come on, give me a smile. Yeah, yeah we, need, we need some levity, you know? There yeah. it is. I'm smiling. Okay. I am. I'm having a good time. <laughs> okay, good. We can do this every week, Quana. Count me in. <laughs> well, tell Mayor Walsh to get on the call. Let's do a trifecta, the hat trick. I'll tell Marty, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, listen. One question I have is – actually, we'll do this to, to close it out. We, I want you guys to go sales mode here now. We try to start it off like this. Let's try to end it like this. Cambridge versus Somerville, death match. Why should someone move to Somerville over Cambridge? Go. Well, listen, you know, my family, like the mayors, immigrated to Cambridge, East Cambridge, but they were smart and they escaped to Somerville for a better life and a better world. And uh, Cambridge, 
exiled all their activists and advocates, advocates and they came to Somerville because we're a city that's creative, we're original, and our freaks are better than theirs, quite honestly. So that's why you want to be in Somerville. Mayor Siddiqui, I saw you just housed the whole coffee. You're ready to go. Come on. Yeah. You know, I don't have to sell Cambridge. I'm sorry. I think um, it speaks for the city is just an amazing city. We have um, great people. I got to say, we have the best people um, who really care. And uh, I, I, you know, I think the hardworking people of city government, the customer service that we offer, I think it's unparalleled. And uh, it's, it's the best part of growing up here. I think you can grow up coming from nothing and then be a mayor. Uh, and so that's that's what it says. I think you have dreams and the city um, and it's great people will help you succeed. So you're saying the Cambridge people are better than the Somerville people. I'm just saying we have we have just amazing people here. Who are oh, you're a politician. And <laughs> I'm really not one of those real politicians. I'm just, I, I really, uh, I come from a legal aid attorney background. Uh, so I care tremendously about helping people. And I think the people of Cambridge feel that way. And I see it every day. All right. We're going to leave that one up for the comments to see who's taking the W. <laughs> I like Joe's show, showmanship, but Mayor Siddiqui kind of had that, that slick back approach. Like I don't really have to sell it. She's unfazed by my comments. Hey, uh, Brendan and Slugs, do you guys have any questions before we rippity wrap this one up? No, that was that was really informative. Yeah, I think I'm good. That was awesome. Sweet. Okay, so listen, my two favorite mares. This is how we start and end the episode. Joe, you should be familiar. You messed up last time like crazy. So you say hi. And one, thank you both for doing this. I, I hope we can get some good info out some people. You say, hi, I'm blank. I'm Joe. And then you say, hi, I'm Sumble. And this is our golden hour. Directly after no break, hi, I'm blank. And I'm blank. And that was our golden hour. Joe, are you writing it down? You're writing it down. Yeah. I am. I am. I messed it up last time. I'm writing it down. That's a first for the show, for sure. I'm, I'm tired. Huh? <laughs> right, right. Zoom calls. It's all time. All right. You got to say, this is our golden hour. And then directly after, that was our golden hour. And you have to introduce yourself both times. Got it. Am I on? I wish you guys had seen this. Joe like, was looking up at the camera. I'm like, I was just saying, season. shit, don't let me screw this up again. <laughs> <laughs> Am I on? Whenever you guys are ready. Who, who goes for Madam Mayor, you want to go first? We'll, we'll collaborate. I think you guys should call yourself the, the Mayor Task Force Duo. And get the trio. Get Marty on the next one. Let's do it. So, hi, I'm Sumble. And this was, this is our golden hour. Um, hi, I'm and this was our golden hour i will have to do that again right absolutely you gotta do it again <laughs> joe you go okay i get a shot hi this is joe curtitoni mayor assemble part of the dynamic mayor duo and this is our golden hour hi this is joe curtitoni mayor assemble part of the dynamic mayor duo and that was our golden hour. that's a real mayor right there come on Simple and strong. 
All right, I really like that. So we're calling d- dynamic. The mayor task force dynamic duo. Okay. Mayor task force dynamic duo. Okay. I think I can do it. Well, well I've got to write this down. Um, Just think so- of Adam West. <laughs> <laughs> this is all time. I can't wait for you guys. I'm like, hi, this is some bullshit. I got to remember my full name. Uh... Quarantine, man. I, I swear, um, I'm mayor of Cambridge, yep. Some mayor. <laughs> oh. I didn't sleep last night. I sleep well. So this is supposed to be game my mayor. This, I, I, this, I'm probably going to butcher it again. All right, all right, so I'll help you out, okay? Yeah. Hi. I'm I got city, it. I'm mm-hmm. Mayor Siddiqui of Cambridge, and this is our golden hour. Mm-hmm. And then, hi, I'm Mayor Siddiqui of Cambridge, part of the Mayor Task Force duo. And that was our golden hour. <laughs> I'm going to struggle. Um, okay, to take your time. <laughs> so did you see the Mayor Task Force thing in the first part, too? <laughs> you, you, you can leave it. You can put it in both. You can put it in either. does not matter. All right. I'm going to – I'll go for it. Hi. My name is Sambal Siddiqui, Mayor of Cambridge, and I am part of the Mayor Task Force Dynamic Duo, and this is our golden hour. Bang, you got that one. Hi, this is Sambal Siddiqui, Mayor of Cambridge, part of the Dynamic Mayor Duo, and this was our podcast. No, no. no this was our golden hour. No, podcast. no, that was our golden that hour. That was. Okay. She used to chair the school committee. I want you to know that. Chair of school committee and city council. Oof. Anyway. It's all that quarantine wine you're drinking, Mayor. <laughs> Got you off your game, man. How did you know? <laughs> the whole thing's been spiked. <laughs> all right. Do you really want me to do it one more time? Yes. Okay. The last part? Yeah. Okay. It could be the show. This could be the show, by the way. This is... This is Sambal Siddiqui, mayor of Cambridge, Massachusetts, part of the Dynamic Mayor's Task Force duo. And this was our golden podcast. <laughs> that was fine, right? Write it on the chat. <laughs> All right. Listen, we're going to have to run another one. We're going to have to run another episode so you can get it right. You blew it on the last one. I won't hold you over, though. Hey, everyone. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. We're going to. We're going to drop this like next Tuesday and I'll get some clips here guys and shout out to Sarah for making it happen. And shout out to Madeline for making it happen. Yeah. Thank you for having us on. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Hey, I had a good time. Talk to you guys. Good soon. to see you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.